Hey everyone, welcome to Her Life Anew podcast. I am your host, Jade. This podcast is about rising up generations of women from a lukewarm faith to being on fire for God. I will discuss issues like alcoholism, abuse, becoming a widow and a single mom, but also the heart and character of God and how through Him we don't just live our lives, but live out of an overflow of His grace and favor. This is not your cookie-cutter Jesus podcast. We will get vulnerable and convicted, but with that comes living a life anew. Hello, everyone. It's Jade, your host. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about preparing the way for the Lord, and are we even doing it, and are we doing it properly? Are we prepared for when Jesus comes back? Uh, So I was reading the other day in Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. This is talking about the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Um, So when I was reading this, um, it just sparked some things in my spirit that I felt like I needed to share. Um, you know, and when we read about this, it's not about, it's whenever Jesus is talking a parable, it's never about what you're actually reading. It's uh, the spiritual interpretation of it. So, as I was reading this, um, you know, it made me think about how many people are living their lives unprepared. So, it says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, the bridegroom is Jesus. That's what it's representing. And the ten virgins are representing uh, people in the church. So, this is not necessarily, when you read this, when it's talking about the wise and the foolish virgins, it's not necessarily talking about um, non-believers and believers. Because when you read this parable... All of the ten virgins know the bridegroom is coming. So we're talking about all of the people that understand that Jesus is coming back one day. And what this is also telling you is that there are people who are believing that who are not prepared. So this is really about the readiness of people. For the coming of Jesus. So you had those with the foolish. Who took their lamps. But didn't take any extra oil with them. So they had to use the oil to light their lamps. To um, be seen or be able to see. And then you had the other half. That took their lamps full of oil. But also took extra. So they were prepared. Now, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So, what I take from that, the bridegroom was delayed. 
So what that means is Jesus is going to come back anytime, but we don't know when, which we all know that. You know, we know he's coming back, but we don't know when. At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Like that. He's coming. Like that. It's not going to be like Jesus is not going to, you know, just throw down a little hint 10 days before. Hey, I'm coming next week. Get ready. It's going to be like that. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. This means that they, they lit them, they prepared them, they got them ready. Now, let me just step back for a second. When I read, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. They all slumbered and slept. The wise and the foolish. What this tells me is that we can all be rested. We can all be um, we can all do things while we're waiting. We can all do the same things while we're waiting. There's some similarities, obviously, among believers that we're doing that's okay to do while we wait. But <clears throat> You want to be able to do those things and still be ready at the drop of a hat. We don't want to be resting and then having to wake up and scramble and it be too late. So <clears throat> what it's saying is that they all appear to be in the same boat. So all of us believers, everyone who's attending a church, we all appear to be in the same boat, but really we're not. So, the bridegroom is coming. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, No, there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came back, and those who were ready went in with them to the wedding, and the door was shut. So the foolish had no extra oil to keep the flame burning. They were not prepared. Now, oil typically will represent the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you are not ready for Jesus coming back. It's the Holy Trinity. It's not just God the Father, God the Son. We have to have the Holy Spirit, which comes through salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. But we also have to follow, seek guidance. And have a relationship with the Holy Spirit as well. When Jesus left after he resurrected and he said, I'm leaving you, but I'm going to send you a helper. The Holy Spirit is who we're working with here on earth. And the, whole, and the Holy Spirit 
is living inside of us. But is he living inside of you and you're not hearing from him? Or is he alive and active inside of you? So oil, like I said, oil always represents, or not always, but most of the time it represents the Holy Spirit. So what does oil do in earthly terms? Oil lubricates. If you think about a car, for example, if your car does not have any oil, there's going to be a lot of friction going on in there and things are going to start breaking. They're going to stop working and your car is not going to run if you are low on oil or don't have any at all. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. If you're trying to operate in your faith without the Holy Spirit, it's dead. It's not going to work and it's not going to work properly and you're truly not going to be able to be at your full um, capacity when it comes to doing something for the kingdom of God. Okay, next thing, oil heals. Um, a lot of oils are used medicinally. And along with that, the Holy Spirit heals. When we are praying for healing or we want to receive healing, yes, we have to pray in the name of Jesus because it's to God through Christ from the Holy Spirit. You got to have all three involved. So the Holy Spirit heals. Oil lights. So when you burn an oil, it's going to light up fast. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. When you're on fire for God, you're, you know, you're well lit. Oil adorns like a perfume. It's fragrant. It's something that you want. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to use Bath and Body Works because, whoa, when you walk in there, it's like a punch in the face. But when you walk into maybe a spa or someone's home and it just has a really nice fragrance, you just enjoy being in that atmosphere because just that, <clears throat> just that smell can make you uh, peaceful or calm you or just make you feel a certain type of way. Uh, and then another thing is oil polishes. So oil is used sometimes for polishing things. Um, so the Holy Spirit helps to wipe away the dirt that's in our lives. You also really cannot be a true Christian without the Holy Spirit. And we read that in Romans 8, 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, it's saying if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his, capital H, his. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So if you don't claim that 
the Holy Spirit is real, it's active, it's leading your life, you are not his. And there's, um, there's many denominations that just don't believe that the Holy Spirit is active anymore. They think it was just a biblical thing and that the Holy Spirit is just not active anymore. Um, and really that's kind of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, um, I mean, Jesus says, I'm going to go to heaven with my father and I'm going to send you a helper. That's the Holy Spirit. So this parable is not about believer and non-believer. It's about people who think they're fine living in sin, believing in Jesus, air quote, believing in Jesus, are going to heaven and they're true followers, but they're still living in sin on purpose. It's referring to those who consider themselves a part of Christ's church. So, when you read this, and I uh, ask you to go and read this, Matthew 25, 1 through 13, read this as a believer and say, am I one of the foolish virgins? Am I preparing a way for the Lord for when he comes back? For me, personally, I don't mean are you preparing a way as far as, um, you know, fighting this dark world or going out and protesting or whatever. I'm talking about are you preparing yourself for when the Lord comes back? Are you a pure and spotless bride? Or are you blemished by your sin? And I encourage you that if you think, if you think you're blemished in sin, you're not living your life for Christ. You're intentionally sinning when you know it's not right. Stop trying to stand up for things that you're doing that you know you shouldn't do, but you do it anyway. And then you get offended when somebody says something about it to try and correct you and steer you towards God. You really need to take this seriously. You've got to examine yourself. You've got to examine your belief system, your true belief system, because you cannot just say that you're a believer. You cannot just say, yes, I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe in God. It's so much more than just a belief. And it says so many times in scripture, faith without works is dead. If you do not follow my commandments, you do not know me. 
you've got to really examine, are you living a life as a pure and spotless bride for the coming of Christ? Because that's what he's coming back for. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that you have to live a perfect life and can't mess up sometimes. But when you are absolutely going after the heart of God, the desires of God, if you're trying to align your character with God, if you are leaning on the Holy Spirit every day for every decision, that's, that's what that looks like, truly. It's not living your own life, still drinking and partying, still cussing, and then going to church on Sunday and worshiping, hearing a sermon, maybe even taking notes, but never actually applying it to your life. And trust me, I was there. I am saying this from experience. I was there. I did not even read my Bible maybe on a monthly basis. And I just read it. I didn't study it. I didn't look up meanings of words and context of the time and context of the history. I just read it and thought, oh, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, that's a good line. But I didn't apply it. And I did not dwell on a relationship with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis or at all, really. Um, I just, I just wasn't raised in a way to be taught that it's a relation yes it's a relationship with jesus we're always told it's not about rules and laws it's a relationship and yes it is a relationship with god with jesus but we cannot forget about the holy spirit because the holy spirit is going to be the one that guides you every day the holy spirit is like your kind of like your priest in a Catholic church, okay, we can, the Holy Spirit will work it through to Jesus, and then Jesus speaks on our behalf to God. So you want to make sure that you're not leaning on your own understanding, but you're leaning on the Word of God and you're seeking guidance, you're developing and growing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I would love to hear what you think about this topic or what I shared today. Um, if you can, leave me a review, a comment. Um, you can now go check out my website, herlifeanew.com. Um, it has all of my episodes on there. You can also check out my Facebook uh, women's support group, Her Life Anew. 
um, support group. Um, I also have some apparel on my website now, so please go check that out um, and let me know what you think. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening in today. If this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. I would also love to hear from you. My Instagram link is below, or you can email me at herlifeanew at gmail.com. Be blessed.